the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the 11 11 o'clock hour, and for the next 56 minutes, we're talking about car and car repair. And if you're interested in calling, if you have a car question or a car problem, or if you and your husband disagree on something with respect to the car and how it's handled and how it's serviced and what they said at the dealership, what they said at the tire store, what they said at the independent shop, whatever, I'm your guy. Um, I'll give you this. I'll give you what I believe. And I've been around the block more than one time. I started working on cars in 1968 and I worked in at a gas station in 1970. And, uh, and today I, I own uh, my own auto repair shop in Tempe. And if this show isn't about the, my auto repair shop, that's why I re I, I really never bring it up. <laughs> We're blessed with a, an abundance of customers, both old ones that have been around. I mean, we're, we're up to 38,000 customers. And folks, I've got people that are two and three and four digit customers that still do business with us. And we put our software uh, up and running in, I think it was 1990, 1990 or 1991. And so we've had software that we, we could keep up with that. No, as a matter of fact, it's not. It's 1988. I just, that just kind of hit me in the head. So anyway, if you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Here's a day, uh, this is a day I um, I have lots of friends, friends that, and, and my friends are give and take friends, just like I'm a give and take person. So Daryl calls me and he says that his truck won't start. And so he doesn't live too far away from me. And I was looking for a reason to go get something to eat anyway. So I said, I'll be over. So I took my voltmeter over there. And I opened up the hood, and he has a diesel, so there's two batteries in it, but they're hooked together. So they're hooked together, so if one of them, for instance, had 11.81 volts, then the other one will probably have 11.81 volts because they're hooked together. The positives are connected to each other, and the negatives are connected to each other. So therefore, that's the way um, it's it's wired. So I checked the batteries, and we had like 12.1 now, it's important to know that a fully charged battery is going to be close to 13 volts, close to 13 volts. So an easy way to think about this is 12.1 is the battery is about 10% charged. And that doesn't mean it won't start your car. It just means it's not up to snuff. So when you hit the key, the voltage in your battery should not drop below 9.5, 9.6. So if you have a 12.5 battery or a 13 volt battery, 13 volt, 12 volt battery, then it shouldn't drop below 9.6. So I said, okay, well, I've got 12.1 of the batteries. That's, that's good. So I'm going to leave my needles there. I'm going to leave my, my leads there and go ahead and hit the key and try to start it. Well, when he turns the key and he hits it to the start position, the voltage in the battery goes down to four volts. So I know 
that that's well below 9.6. I know that the batteries are incapable of giving a large amount of electricity to crank over that diesel's big starter. And so the real question, though, I don't know which one it is, but in diesels, you almost always replace the pair as a team. So I said to him, how old are these? And he says, well, the truck is, I think the truck was four or five years old. And I said, these are the original batteries. And he goes, yeah, but I only put 5,000 miles a year on it. And I said, okay. So I disconnect both batteries and I check the voltage on both of them. And again, about 12.1 on both of the batteries. So I hook one up and hit the key and it drops down to four or five volts. I hook the other battery up, hit the key like I'm trying to start it and it drops down. So I know the batteries are both bad. I know that for sure, because they're not capable of generating electricity enough to crank that diesel motor over. That's a simplistic way to test it, but you have to make sure your connections are good because the connections can cause that big volt drop as well. So we're asking for 12 or 13 volts out of that battery, but it can't give it to us because the connections are dirty or the connections are hot or the connections haven't been cleaned in a hundred years. So those are the kinds of issues that we have. So in his particular case, we put it put it on a charger, and uh, and we charge one of the batteries, and we put it back in, and lo and behold, it dropped down again. And at that point, I had the battery up to about 12.8 volts. So a 12-volt battery really fully charged is pretty close to 13 volts. So at this particular point, we figure, okay, well, I, I'm going to condemn both the batteries for a variety of reasons. Number one, they're not recovering fast. Number two, they, they're not they're incapable of, of giving us a lot of electricity to crank over the starter. So go down to the auto parts store, and he has two options for batteries. One option is an $800 pair of batteries, and the other option is a $600 pair of batteries because these are big monsters. But the bigger ones is called an AGM, um, and an AGM battery is like the cream of the crop. It's the big dog in the neighborhood. They're really good batteries, but they're very expensive. But more important, here's what the key is, is they weigh a whole lot more than their counterparts that don't have the power capabilities that they have. So we, Daryl and I brought the old batteries in and we set them down and I said, I, I think he wants AGMs. And so they gave us two AGMs and Daryl picks up his. And the first thing he says is, this is a whole bunch heavier than the one I just set down. And I picked up the, one of the old ones and one of the new ones. And I said, oh yeah, absolutely. So we put both of those in there, cleaned up everything. And actually all the terminals and stuff were nice and clean. As a result of that, we're getting ready to start it. And I say, first thing I want you to do, keep your key out of the ignition. Just turn the headlights on. And the headlights came on white and bright. By the way, when I got there, initially I said, turn the headlights on. And the headlights came on white, but not white and bright. And when he hit the key, the headlights went out completely. Out. They went dark, black. So I did the same thing. Turn your headlights on, white and bright. And I said, okay, hit the key. And he hits the key, and it's got... It's got a cooler, and you have to push the button and wave this dead chicken around your head. It's got all this other stuff. Nevertheless, it starts and runs. <laughs> and so I say, okay, well, just leave it there. I'm going to check the voltage from the alternator. So I already know that the battery, when we picked them up, they had about 12.8 volts in them. So I checked the battery in there at 12.8. I, I, I want to see 13 or 14 volts out of that alternator right now. So I'm kind of scratching my head, and now all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I hear the engine RPM drop. And I look over at my meter and I'm at 14.2 volts, which is really what I want to see. Well, it took the computer a little while to figure out that 
um, when it last saw the electrical system, it was in disarray. <laughs> when it last saw the death of the electrical system, maybe it didn't know what was going on, but something wasn't right. So in, in the case of after we put two brand new batteries in it, then all of a sudden the computer goes, oh, okay, well, I know what's going on. So it took about three or four minutes for the computer to activate the alternator. And then all of a sudden everything's fine. So we went and drove it and we reset the clock and he has all kinds of gizmos and fancy stuff in this brand new Dodge truck. It's not brand new. It's four or five years old, but it's got only done 5,000 miles a year on it. And, uh, and we came back and we checked the voltage again and then we shut it off and then I put my meter back on it. And I said, I want to hear, see what the voltage is. Remember 9.6 is the floor. I need the voltage to be as, as big as, and really and truly the battery dropped to like 12.1 volts. And I thought that was great. Those AGMs are pretty special, but they're also 25 to 50% more than a regular wet cell battery. But they're worth it because they have lots of power. So I'm not trying to sell you one. When you need a battery, you can just say, give me the prices for the good, the better, and the best, and the warranty for good, better, and best. And then you can make a decision intelligently. The electrical system at most shops is going to be as little as $50, and it could be $150. It depends on the vehicle you've got. This diesel would fall into the $75, $80, $90 range for a complete electrical systems test. And that electrical systems test would be, let's charge and test the batteries independent of one another. Let's check for bad grounds. Let's fire it up and see if the, the starter um, draws too many amps, which drops the voltage below our 9.6 floor, 9.6 volts floor. And then when we start it up, we want to see somewhere between 13 and 14 volts at the battery, knowing that the alternator is replenishing the electricity we've been messing around with at the new batteries. And so that's kind of how it all works. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Another one I had was uh, another Daryl had a, an ignition switch problem on his Honda, and it had those fancy high-tech ignition keys that don't have any teeth on them. There's no grinding on them. They're nice and square, but on the long side of the key, there's a bunch of engraving on the side of the key. And we ultimately had to bring somebody up from Phoenix. Um, and he determined that the lock cylinder, and here's the symptoms on this particular one. Um, when you put the key in the ignition, you couldn't turn the key to turn the key ignition on and you couldn't move the shifter. So the key was locked up and the shifter was locked up. What had happened was, is this car had 140,000 miles on it, I think. It was it was at least six, seven, eight years old. It was a Honda Pilot. Um, inside the ignitions, there are little, are little springs and little T-posts and little components. And when you put your key in, it kind of lines everything up perfectly where you can turn the key on. Well, something had collapsed inside there. So he took the ignition switch out of the car, took it to his van, rebuilt it and I got to watch him do that something I would never try to duplicate myself and he showed me the broken spring and he showed me this and he showed me that then he put it all back together he put it back in he made him a couple extra keys and that we were done but we weren't really done because the cost associated with that is normally somewhere between three and five hundred dollars because of the cost of those keys and because of the cost of the technology and your ability to rebuild those cylinders those high security cylinders so he said on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 10. This job is a 10. He says that on your truck, your 2012 Dodge truck, Mark, the difference is that on a 1 to 10 scale, this kind of work is about a 6 or a 7. But on these higher end, 
higher high-end cars with high-tech security systems. He says it takes special training and special equipment to, to be able to deal. So hopefully you won't have to deal with that either. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or a car problem. And last but not least, oh, Art. Art's a friend of mine, and he says all of his air conditioning um, wouldn't blow through the top vent, which is defrost, the center vent, which we call center vent temperature or center vent air, or the floor, because your climate control system has three places to put air, to defrost the windshield, out the center vents, and at your feet, and his didn't. So I was in Phoenix at the time, and he took it over to a local garage, and they figured out that one of the mode switches was bad, and they've replaced the mode switch, and now he can control the air, and he can bring warm air from the floor to the center or to the windshield, and that's obviously what we're supposed to be doing. So 602-508-0960, we're having tech technical difficulties right now down here at KKNT. We don't know where the problem lies right now, but we're doing the phone by we're doing the show by phone and uh, and you're welcome to call in because Gil's there and he'll help us. So 602-508-0960 if you have a car question. I'm good at answering those questions where the husband and the wife disagree about something. I'm pretty good on that. Again, 602-508-0960. I'm, my name's Mark Salem and you're listening to 960 The Patriot KKNT. Mike Gallagher sees more fascination with Trump. Do you recognize how consumed they are with Donald Trump? What's the line from the movie, I I just can't quit you? They can't quit him. They can't give him up. They don't want to give him up. Believe me, they need him. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 7 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Network wants you to start your day off right by speaking up against bullying. People can be bullied for all kinds of things. Who they are, where they're from, what they look like, or what they believe. That's called identity-based bullying. If you see a student being bullied, be supportive. Ask if they're okay and invite them to join you. You can be an ally and make a friend. Friendship. Visit StopBullyingSpeakUp.com and redraw your world without bullying. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. 
Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and uh, we're having some technical difficulties down here at KKNT, and we've overcome it by just using the old cell phone, and uh, I'm plugged into the wall, so if my cell phone doesn't go dead, I'll be able to get the next 40 minutes of the show done. If you'd like to join us, you can, 602-508-0960, and we're not going to wait make Don wait any longer. Don, how is it I can help you this morning? Okay, Don just dropped. Uh, Don just dropped. Okay, sorry, Don. I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish I, uh, I wish you would have stuck on for another ten seconds. <laughs> but it's okay. Anybody else is, is welcome to call six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. In our repair industry, um, we're struggling with just kind of the roadway. There's uh, there's this big. I want you to picture that the car repair industry sits on a highway that's ten lanes wide. You can pick any lane you want, but there's significant differences between the lanes. And um, sometimes the focus of the particular management of the shop is is to just simply throw the owner's manual out the window and not pay attention to the intervals, service intervals that it describes and to create your own new set of circumstances. So it's not uncommon for you, and I bet many, many of you have heard, well, that manual's not written for Arizona. And that's true. The manual's not written for Arizona. It's written for all 50 states <laughs> and Canada and Mexico. Wherever that car sold, that manual's written for it. So the manual itself is, the, is written by the people that made your car. So when it says that you should change your transmission fluid at 75,000 miles, then they're saying it's in your best interest to change your transmission fluid at 75,000 miles. That's all there is to it. Now, you're going to hear from people because in the training section of sales, you're going to hear someone say, well, that manual wasn't written for Arizona. And then if you want to have fun, you say, well, you know, young man, um, one, let's do this. You have a business card and you take the business card and you say, why don't you order me a manual from that's an Arizona manual and I'll, and can you get it by tomorrow and I'll drop by and pick it up? Because I'm telling you, I'll buy the manual for you. If you can find an Arizona manual, <laughs> I'll buy it myself for you. There is no such thing. The, and, and you can imagine from the car maker's perspective that when we put parameters in there, 
they're going to be tight, but they're not going to be too tight because we still have to differentiate between a snowy mountain community that has snow six months a year or get cold six months a year and Phoenix, Arizona. So Yuma, Arizona, those kinds of things, we, we have to be able to fit and plug in all of that. I don't really see a real big difference. I think the bigger difference is, is how the car is used. If it's used, and I do this with my tongue firmly planted in my cheek, if you use it to go to the liquor store every day and back, or to Safeway every day and back, or to your girlfriend's house every day, and I don't care what you use it for, but if it's a short trip, go and come, that's not the best situation for your car. I don't suggest that you speed up your service intervals. I say that you should just respect the service intervals. It, there is no way in God's green earth that some uh, person at an independent repair shop, at a chain store, at a dealer store, at a specialty shop, they can't tell you that they know better than that manual does. And you need to really focus on that manual. And that's something that you should be aware of. And in the very back of it, it has all the maintenance schedules, how, when you're supposed to change your transmission fluid, when you're supposed to flush your cooling system, <clears throat> when you're supposed to check your brakes, when you're supposed to replace your spark plugs and all that kind of stuff. And, and every, every week of my life for the last 20 years, there has been examples after examples of people in the car repair industry telling their customer that the, that the manual isn't applicable for their car. Or they'll say, there's no way you, you can go 100,000 miles on your spark plug. So, you know, I don't, I, there's just no ways you can. He's right if you put in the cheapest spark plugs you can find. But if you put the iridium or the gold-plated ones in there that they call for, then you can go 100,000 miles. But you can't if you use the, uh, the, the $0.39 cent Autolite and Champion spark plugs. Not that they're bad because they both have a premium line of spark plugs. But just in the form of an example, the old-fashioned um, autos, uh, auto uh, motorcraft and champion um, spark plugs that were in the cars of the 60s and the 70s, those were at top-end 30, 35,000 miles. Even back then, they would probably foul out before then, or they would probably, the gap would get so by, wide that the, uh, that the idle and, and trying to control the idle would be difficult. So it's, there's lots of moving parts, but you just have to trust your repair shop to give you good advice. It might very well be the next time you come in, I think we're going to, you're going to need boots because we got a little bit of an oil leak on one side, the right front. And the driver says, yeah, I noticed a little drop over there the other day. Yeah, that's grease from the boot. So I'm thinking the next time you come in for an oil change, um, we're probably going to want to do outer boots on both axles. Do you have any idea how much that costs? No, I don't, but I'll call you with an estimate before I do it. Okay, good. That's how it works. That's how it's supposed to work. We don't use fear, and we don't try to scare you into doing stuff um, and telling you to do stuff that really becomes an issue, and, it, and, it's, and it's quite different than what the owner's manual says in your car. We use the owner's manual. There's a lot of fluids in there that are going to be between seventy-five and 100,000 miles. There's a lot of shops both independents, chain stores, and dealerships out there that still subscribe to the 35,000-mile service interval. Well, then you ask yourself, well, who does that, does that 35,000-mile interval benefit them or me? And from a driver's point of view, it sure as heck isn't benefiting you. It's benefiting them because they get to charge you two or three times for an interval that you should have just gone once. And the difference in our fluids today 
is so so sophisticated, so better, so much more detergent, so it's so much everything. Their their viscosity enhancers, their stability, their detergent, that kind of stuff. It's just so much better than we had in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Just so much better. And speaking of detergent, let me tell you what detergent is. Detergent in your engine oil, and first of all, you have to really work hard to buy a non-detergent oil. The non-detergent oil is still used in some really old cars, and here's the difference. It has nothing to do with scrubbing bubbles. It has nothing to do with cleaning anything. A detergent oil holds a piece of trash in suspension. So if you looked through the oil pan, you'd see this little piece of carbon sitting there, and it's not going to fall to the bottom of the pan. It holds that in suspension. So the next time that little blurb of oil goes through the filter, the filter will grab the trash. That's what detergent does. It holds the dirt in suspension, the dirt, the carbon, the small pieces of metal, the ground-up metal that comes off your crankshaft bearings and your camshaft bearings and all that stuff, the aluminum that comes out of your radiator. This is all kind of microscopic stuff, but we want to hold it. We don't want it to fall to the bottom of the oil pan because there's no way to get it off there. So we want to go through the filter and we want to filter it out. So detergent oil, you have to really hunt down non-detergent oil. A lot of guys with lawnmowers still look for non-detergent because there is no filtering system. And so that's okay. That's that's the way we did it in the 60s. And if you want to do it that way today, it's okay. But detergent has nothing to do with scrubbing bubbles. It has to do with holding this foreign piece of material. It could be a gasket. It could be a, a small piece of metal or aluminum or, or calcium from the radiator. It could be a lot of different things. But it just holds it in suspension. So if you have a glass of water and you and it was oil and you put a little drop, a little piece of metal in there, it's not going to fall to the bottom. It's just going to fall in and then hold. And and I'm giving you a visual, but I don't want a bunch of arguments about how much it weighs makes the difference because I'm not going to go there. I'm just telling you that's what detergent is. It's not a scrubbing bubble. It holds trash in suspension. So the next time that drop of oil goes through the filter, it leaves the trash in the filter. 602-508-0960 is my number. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Do you know about 211 Arizona? It's a free service to connect you with resources anywhere in Arizona. Housing assistance and eviction prevention, transportation and ride services, health care benefits, food resources, and even utility bill support. Talk to a live operator in English or Spanish 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Just dial 211 or visit 211arizona.org. Get connected, get answers, and get the help you need. This message is sponsored by 211 Arizona. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. 
Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband... He didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. Me too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved it, but... I love it 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit onepillkilled.org to learn more. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. All about that demon, well, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and um, we're going to take Anna's call because she called in. And Anna, I'm happy to help you. How can I help you this morning? Hello. Um, I am actually new to the Phoenix area, I moved here from Illinois. My aunt and uncle told me about your station. I'm having issues with um, my 20. 20- 15 GMC Acadia. Um, okay. I'm getting an alarm. The alarm is saying low oil pressure shutdown engine now. And this didn't start happening until I took it to um, a local shop over where I live and they changed the oil. And I got the alarm and I took it back to them. They checked to ensure that the oil you know, can was installed correctly because apparently with this make and model, it can kind of be difficult to get to. And then they, it was still throwing the alarm. So they changed the oil sensor and it's still causing the alarm and it doesn't, it's not continuous. It comes and goes, but this last time that it came on, it's staying on. Anytime I start the car, it 
just keep dinging at me. Okay. So I don't where do you live? What where, what part of town do you live in? I live in Ahwatukee. Okay. You got a pencil handy? Um, I, I do now. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, um, 480-598-1234. And you're going to ask for Andy. Andy, okay. Andy. Andy's my daughter. She runs our operation. She answers to no man. She knows more about cars than most of the people that do business with us. <laughs> and, and, and she can help you. She can guide you. We, we need to okay. identify. You, you, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming by your general description that we have an oil pressure problem, and the oil pressure problem is causing the alarm, and then it's programmed that if you ignore the alarm, it'll shut the car off by shutting the fuel off. So it shuts the fuel off, and then the car dies. And and so if you wait a few minutes, oftentimes it will start back up and you'll be able to go a little distance. The question is, is, is the signal correct? Is the oil pressure switch the right one? Um, is there oil pressure? For instance, she may take the, she'll have the technicians do it. They'll take the oil pressure switch out of the car and screw in a manual gauge with an eight-foot hose. That way you can sit in the car and you can start it up and you can actually see the oil pressure. Is this an oil pressure problem? How many miles are on your Acadia? 111. Okay, that's not anything that would concern us. Not not at all. I mean, 100, 1,000. My truck has 160. My wife's car has 170, so forth and so on. So it's, it, it, I'm not really bothered. I just didn't know if it was a newer model one or if it was a 300,000-mile car. But that's really what has to happen. We have to determine, is the signal, is the, is the concern a valid concern? And it's as easy as just putting an oil pressure. It, I make it sound easy, but it's a little bit of work to take the oil pressure switch out and put a gauge in and then wrap the gauge around and tape it to the outside of the windshield and then go drive the car and make sure that the gauge has the appropriate amount of oil pressure. And, and so there's, there's a process there that's going to take some time. But I think she can walk you through what your options are. You're, you, you can talk to her and she'll talk to you for free. Well, obviously, nobody's going to work on your car for free, but um, she'll have a better handle. And then she'll also consult with two or three of the master techs that we have. We have a, a quite a few um, quite a few seasoned technicians, and I'm also a master tech. And uh, she'll consult with them, and, and under the best of conditions, somebody will say, oh, about three weeks ago, I fixed one of those. And then, then mm -hmm. and he just doesn't know it yet, but he's going to get your car. <laughs> yeah. And so, because if, if he's already been there, then then the the experience is well worth it. So, um, it's at Warner and I ten just east. Warner, okay. That's where, that's the, where the shop's at. So if you call Andy, um, the, if we start doing work, she's going to tell you there's going to be some diagnostic charges, and and mm -hmm. and obviously that that. Um, you can approve those or not, but uh, this on a one to ten scale, this is about a three. Okay. The it could be bad, though. I want to. I want to tell you both ways. It could be bad. Yeah. This could be bad. Um, it could be something that that necessitates taking the oil pan off, replacing the oil pump. Um, it, it there's there's a lot of things that could be bad, but I think you have about a sixty five seventy percent chance of this being something uh, that does not necessitate major engine repair. Okay. I'm going to guess. I, okay. I've, I've um, already spent $1,500 on 
at the other stop just trying to figure it out and it's still happening so i i don't know who to trust or where to go so i appreciate this information okay. and i'll get okay anna, uh, anna anna i need you to take all your receipts with you because we're going to want to know what they've done. We're going to want to look at the parts that they've installed and the labor. We're going to want. We're not going to criticize it, but we don't want to. We don't want to start all over. We want to kind of learn from what they've done, and, and that really okay. that's bad. That's a bad thing for me to say. We want to know what they've done, and and I will. For instance, Andy will probably handle hand that piece of paper um, to the parts department and said. Um, these three items here, make sure that the part number they put in is actually the part number that goes in this truck or this car or whatever, and, and we'll be checking to make sure that if somebody didn't think that this was a six liter when it's really a five seven, and I'm using stupid numbers, but I'm just using numbers to drive my point home, that somebody looked up the wrong engine and put the wrong parts in. That, that wouldn't be the first time that's happened. So that's part of the, the due diligence process is just making sure. So if, they, if you've done $1,500 worth of work, and we still have this problem. This this could be. What motor is it? Do you know what you've got in that, Acadia? Mm, I don't. Is it a six I liter? And it's not here. I huh? Do you does, does does a six liter mean anything to you? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it is a six liter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we've been well versed in in the six liter, and so we would uh, we would have an opportunity to discuss your options once we once we sit down firm on our diagnosis. So we'll do that. Okay. Okay. And I can't. I'm not supposed to drive it though. Why this is going on, right? I, I have to have well, code. Um, is is the light on the dash yellow or red? Red. Okay, red means stop. Do you have do you have a towing company? Do you have insurance for your vehicle to have it towed? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that that's what I would do. I would arrange to, I would I would call your company and have them arrange not don't please don't deliver it on Monday morning or Friday afternoons for obvious reasons. But have them deliver it and then call Andy and make an appointment and try to synchronize your appointment about the time the vehicle gets there or before. Perhaps you drop the vehicle off in the morning and Andy says we're going to get together at 1 o'clock or something like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. She, she's, she's, she's my daughter, and she knows lots and lots about cars, and, and um, she has lots of fans, and uh, people love her, but um, she has the respect of the technicians because she's smart enough to know when they're tickling her. <laughs> so she, you know, I, I feel pretty confident this, this is something that, that, that can be handled. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, Anna, good luck to you. 42 minutes after the hour 11, and we'll be back right after this. This is Matt Degas. Travis Mills was in Afghanistan for his third tour of duty, volunteering. He set his backpack on an IED and is now one of only five quadruple amputees to have come back from the war zone alive. 19 months at Walter Reed Hospital, he gets out and wants to give back. Wow. He runs the best veterans charity I've ever seen. We are matching $500,000 in donations this year. Travis's Foundation for Injured Vets and PTS Vets. Go to travismillsfoundation.org slash Matt. Again, travismillsfoundation.org slash Matt. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. There is simply no better way to keep up with the fast-moving events happening in the Middle East that greatly affect the rest of the world. I have an interesting and informative guest on the show every Sunday. Please listen and spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Well, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. Um, we're 15 minutes away from uh, closing up the show, and I've made a command decision. This is a car show, and I know that. But I'm going to switch it to a politics show for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Gil and I have been talking about it. Gil, Gil's the one that runs the board and phones and stuff like that, and he's laughing his butt off. And he goes, I don't know how this is going to work. And I said, you know what? I don't even care. This is Mark Venting, okay? This is all this is is Mark Venting. That's it. So you, if you don't want to hear it, then just turn off the radio right now. But I, I think that there's going to be some of you that I, I'm going to hear clapping, and I think there may be a few of you that boo me or whatever. But I'll tell you what my take is. I'm terribly disappointed in the, the elections that we've had and the elections we're faced with. I'm, 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 I'm just beyond being concerned about our political system and how it appears to me keep in mind this is mark salem just talking it appears to me that we have been forced into this color and nationality and ethnic uh, clan that we belong to that we're being forced into that and, and i object to that uh, i i want to believe that me and my family and my grandkids were colorblind 
and that that we don't have any preconceived notions when you walk at when we meet you. Now, if if you come in and, and, and you have handcuffs on, I think that's going to say something. <laughs> that means you ran away from the policeman that just stopped you. But the idea is is that it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, you you look at you you Donald Trump. Um, some people love him. Some people hate him. Me personally, I wish he'd leave the adjectives alone and and just um, talk straight and and not beat people up with his lips. Um, I, I, I I but I'm not even sure that I'm gonna, I'm going to vote for him this next election because if he comes in there and he, he's just rip roaring, eating people alive and saying bad things and causing stirring the pot, I don't know that that's going to be a, a really tough problem. Another thing is the 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 uh, governor for the state of Arizona. Um, I was with a bunch of cowboys not so long ago, and, and they were laughing because <clears throat> um, Carrie Lake uh, lost to a lady that never campaigned, never said a word, <laughs> never did anything the entire election cycle or that, that 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 cycle didn't do anything, and and she had Trump's backing, and 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 a bunch of the cowboys said, I think that. The reason why people voted for this girl was because of Trump. They didn't like the Trump endorsement. And I can raise my hand and say, in that circumstance, that may very well have been something that my family would admit to, that the Trump endorsement turned us off. Um, but 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 the same token, I'm not speaking for the rest of the family. I'm just kind of hypo- hypothesizing as we go along here. So it is funny that we have that, but what's also very troubling is you watch 360 channel 360 Fox News and then you watch NBC and ABC and CNN you'll see a wide variety of things going on and especially like right now with the the, the laptop Biden's laptop how long are we going to beat that to death and then we got Twitter saying that their people had been put on suspension because they said something on Twitter that somebody didn't like so i, I don't know if we'll ever recover from this but um, I'm going to vote carefully, and I don't. I'm, I vote as an independent. I'm very happy to vote for someone that's a Democrat if I think that they're a better person and 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 have a better plan than the Republicans. I mean, it's just that easy for me. I I I don't I don't hang my hat on one party. When Trump came in, I envisioned him as as a gunslinger in Tombstone, Arizona, with six shooters on each hip, and he was going to go in there and clean up the town. I think that most of us thought that. At least most of my family members thought that. But at the end of the day, he just did way too much shooting. <laughs> he just he just doesn't know when to shut the hell up and 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 uh, and just talk uh, and have a discussion instead of instead of just criticizing everybody. But you know, I think I, I speak for a lot of you. It's it's a tough election cycle, and I don't really know what I'm going to do. Um, I've been a Republican all my life, but I, I got to tell you. I this last Arizona thing, I didn't vote for two Republicans. Um, I have friends in the legal arena, uh, lawyers and judges and stuff. And and when we look at county attorney and we looked at different judges at the different levels of the Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals and the Superior Court, um, I asked for some help. And I, I, I didn't vote party. I, I talked to friends of mine that were in that environment. And I said, are you going to vote for Judge Mark Salem? And they said, no. And I said, can you tell me why? And they said, um, I, I, I don't um, I don't like 
um, how they come to conclusions, and I don't think they have the capability. I'm making this up as we go along. Uh, they don't have the capability of really regurgitating their thoughts appropriately. And so I think, okay, well, that's good enough for me because I trust you and I worked for you and I worked with you and I worked for you. And so now you're, you're telling, and those are the kinds of things that, that I think we all ask our neighbors and friends. So if you knew somebody next door that had a, uh, you know, a, a relationship with uh, somebody who was running for state treasurer, you might ask them the same thing, but I'm just disenchanted. And I'm also noticed that the commercials on television um, have a, of a, a diversity that I've never seen before. And um, I never complained. I was talking to somebody the other day. He says, I've never complained watching basketball that, you know, 80% of the people on the floor are black. He says, and so, but I, I can't complain if all of a sudden all the commercials have minorities or all whites or whatever. He says, it just brings it to the top. And he says, I think it's, it's, it's a wasted motion. And I agree with him. I don't really look at all that kind of stuff. If you're going to advertise a car, then, and I like the car and you make sense in your advertisement. And I don't care if you have, a, I mean, the only reason I wouldn't buy it is if the car was filled up with escaped convicts <laughs> that were wanted in Ohio, I probably wouldn't do that. But, but the idea is, is that I think all of us at one time or another, we just follow trends that have been successful to us. I, I am former law enforcement, so I do lean on the judges and the, and the uh, policemen and the lawyers that I have interfaced with over the years. And I oftentimes ask them when you're going to get these two judges, um, which one are you going to vote for? And, uh, and, and then I want to know why. And so I, I do a little bit of work, probably as much or as little as most people do, but I'm just disenchanted uh, about the, the huge division. And now that Twitter is spilling their guts about who did what and who did this, not that I really even care. It's past history. And chances are it is not going to happen again. But if it does, we'll just learn from that because that kind of stuff happens again and again. So, and there's nothing I can do about it. So the idea is, is I'm going to vote for who I think has the cleanest heart, who I think has the ability to, to rationalize an issue and come to a conclusion. And if, if every once in a while the Democrat votes Republican because he truly believes that's the better choice, I like that. And likewise, the Republican votes Democrat, uh, votes on a Democratic uh, uh, ticket or votes on a Democratic issue because they think that's the better of the two options. I think that's normal. I think I like that. But you can't count on the media even to talk about it themselves. They're til tilted. I mean, gosh almighty, I watched Fox News the other day, or um, no, uh, Fox on Cable. And um, it was a long, long show of a whole lot of um, talking. But then again, um, my brother says, well, why don't you go to CNN? And I found the same thing there. And so he kind of softened the blow, but they both have agendas and they both talk about their agendas. And ironically enough, and, and not ironically enough, the fact of the matter is, is they're 180 degrees difference. But um, hopefully somebody will bridge the gap. But there are people out there that, uh, that apparently are going to run for office, both in Arizona and nationally. And um, hopefully they'll, they'll separate themselves from the, uh, the wackos and the newcomers and the uh, people who have um, uh, uh, reportedly beat their wife three times, uh, according to local police records. Stuff <laughs> like that just drives you crazy because you just don't know. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a law-abiding a law guy, so I, I like you to uh, abide by the law. And I, I don't want you beating on your wife, and I don't want you being arrested for a lot of DUIs. Um, I, I think that points to 
a lot of um, a lot of, of of who you are, and uh, and it's not that I haven't been arrested before, <laughs> but but the fact of the matter is is, and I'm not going to compare anybody to me anyway because you know there's times when my mouth gets me in a lot of trouble, like right now. I'm getting in a lot of trouble and you don't even know it. I may not even have a show next week <laughs> because they say you're supposed to stick to cars. And my answer is going to be, we only had three callers in the hour. So I thought I'll just shoot politics. So the idea is, is I'd like you to vote. I would wish each and every one of you would vote. Um, I want you to vote your conscience. And, um, and I think my mom said it to me one time. And I really like, she says, who do you want living next door to you? And um, so you look at some of the candidates for different offices, and there's a couple that I don't want living next door to me. (laughs) And I don't want them living next door to me, period. So um, just because of things they said or things they've done or stuff like that. So I don't know. It's uh, I want to vote for who I think is going to do the best job. And really, I'm kind of colorblind to the parties. Um, To to a large extent, I'm, I'm colorblind to the parties. But I hope you are too, and if you aren't, that's okay, because I don't run your life and you don't run mine. But I do want to ask each and every one of you to vote this year, and vote for all the locals, and vote the state, and for the the uh, the national uh, elections, and hopefully, and and just do your best to try to figure out. I guess the question I think we all universally accept is this: it's who's best for us. And not really because they're going to give us something or they're going to make it where, uh, you know, they're going to increase our Social Security or they're going to do this or that. It's when we say us, it's my family and the people around us and perhaps all the people in the city I live. Who's really going to do best for us? And historically, what did they said that I liked? What did they say I didn't like? Stuff like that. So even in Arizona, we have our own problems. And, and there are some Democratic strongholds in Arizona as well as the Republican strongholds. I was born in Southern Arizona and my mom and dad were both Democrats. And I think, I, I don't even know when I turned or became a Republican. I just felt as though the Republican platform was, was best um, for me because I agreed with much of what they said, what they did, um, stuff like that. But to be honest with you, this, like I said before, this last election, um, I didn't vote a, a straight Republican ticket. Um, there was there was some people there that I thought I would like to get a chance. And after you've been there for 40 years, I think it's time to move on. I think new blood is a good thing. And that's that. And perhaps maybe the radio's um, management staff will think of the same thing um, this this Monday. When they find out Salem did 20 minutes or 30 minutes worth of um, political stuff in his car show. But then again, if you'd have called in, then I wouldn't be suspended for the rest of my life. And I might still have a show next Saturday, but it's OK. All I'm asking you to do is vote. Please vote. Please have your family vote. Um, and I'm not telling you how to vote I, because it really, I want you to vote You're conscious. Okay? Who's best for us as a society? Who's best for me and my family? Who's best for the uh, local government I live with? Um, and so I'm looking at, for us, we're looking at uh, Tempe uh, uh, elections and people for city council and stuff like that. And then we also have um, state and then we have national. And so, and I don't tell my kids how to vote and they don't tell me how to vote, but I think we're all probably pretty much the same. We hope the best for everybody and God bless all of you. And I'll see you next week. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.